Hi, this is Nicole Roberts-Jones, and welcome to the Faith, Purpose, Profit, what I like to call the FPP podcast. What I know for sure is that one of life's greatest gifts will meet you when you go after living as the highest and best version of who God created you to be. So here's where I share thought-provoking insight and behind-the-curtain conversations that will activate you into your next level. See, I'm not here for who you already are, but for who you have not yet become. And I want you to get this. One idea from these episodes can make a remarkable difference, not just in your purpose-focused business, but in your life. Also, make sure you join the conversation in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com. Now grab your pen as we begin today's session of the Faith Purpose Profit Podcast. I'm back with a new five-part series, and this series is called Dominate in Your Lane. And really what I'm going to walk you through in the next five weeks is the foundation you need for a profitable business. Why? Because, you know, many of you know I always pray and ask God what's next. Well, in the last episode of the seven-part series that I did, I kind of did an overview of this. I didn't know God was going to then have me teach on it. And as God began to show me that the one thing so many people don't have clarity around, they overlook, they don't think they need it, is the P word, is purpose. And so in order for you to really have the impact you're meant to have in this world, in order to even generate revenue, the one thing you must do, which is the foundation to the business that you start, only if you want to have impact for God's sake, if you want to gain for God, is you've got to be clear on your purpose. So I'm going to unpack so many levels to your purpose over the next five weeks. Each of them you need and are necessary. And I really need you to get it. Because without this work, your business will fail. You may have a little bit of a success, but listen, does anybody create anything they want to fail? So when God created you, he gave you purpose and he gave you that purpose so that you could dominate in your lane. So let's dig in. So dominate means that y'all know I looked up the the definition, right? Those of you that are here with me every week, it means to have a commanding or preeminent place or position in. Now, listen, I talked about this in episode 20 of my podcast. And if you missed that, I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to this episode. The episode is called Why Your Business is Important to God. I'm going to give you a little tidbit of what I shared there, just so you can understand the context, (coughs) excuse me, by what I'm sharing with you. But if you missed it again, it's episode number 20 of my podcast, which is called Why Your Business is Important to God. So here's what I want you to get in. And again, I broke this down further in this episode and that episode, episode 20. God created us. The Bible says that God created each of us in his image. So we're each little representatives of who God is. And I really need you to understand this. The things that I'm phenomenal at are a little piece of God. The things that you're phenomenal at are a little piece of God. So we're little pieces of God walking around. Now, none of us are a whole of God. We each have parts of him. And when we do the thing he created us to do, we are representing God. I need you to get this as a quote that I found as I was doing this research. And it says this exercising royal dominion over the earth as God's representative is the basic purpose for which God created man. And you know, I'm going to say, and woman, (laughs) man is appointed king over creation, responsible to God, the ultimate king. And as such expected to manage and develop and care for creation. This task uh, to include actual physical work. So our work is important to God because each of us has a part to play with maintaining God's creation. Listen, Genesis 2.15 says this, Then the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend to it and keep it. So God's talking about Adam. God created the Garden of Eden for Adam to have specific work. So I need you to understand that when you dominate in the lane God created you to dwell in, you are doing the specific work God created you to do. But so many people aren't clear on that specific work. So many people get to 10% clarity, not 100% clarity. And so that means that you are really not representing God. Mm -hmm, I said it, right? So those of you that have been here, you know, my mandate that God gave me years ago is Genesis 1, This is what I teach from, to be fruitful and multiply, to have dominion. Now, the Bible verse is way longer than that. 
most interesting when you peel back the layers to even this Bible verses, God is really talking to the first man, which is Adam. And then he gives him the, the mandate for every man and woman thereafter. Okay. So he says to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air. So he gave Adam dominion over everything. But when Eve messed it up, when Eve messed up our dominion, when Eve messed up our dominion, <laughs> what happened is then God began to create other people and gave us other work. Now, listen, this was how many centuries ago? The world is a whole different place now. So all of us are born with great intention. And so we've got to get in alignment with that intention. So throughout this series, you're going to hear me say dominate and dominion interchangeably. So again, dominate means to have a commanding or preeminent place or position. Dominion means have supreme authority. It means pretty much the same thing. But who walks around talking about dominion? Most of us say dominate. So that's what I'm calling that this dominate in your lane. So I'm going to give you three steps to dominate in your lane. And again, this is needed and necessary if you're going to run a business. Ultimately, if you want to have the impact God created you to make in this world. So listen, many people start businesses because they see other people successful. God didn't create you to be anybody but you. So you can't copy somebody else's success. And the second thing I want you to get before I talk about these three is I don't believe in side hustle. This is not about you having a side hustle. Your purpose is not a hustle. And by the way, if you look up the word, um, <laughs> Hustle. It has pimp and prostitute in the definition. And God does definitely doesn't want you pimping your purpose. Okay. So if you're someone that's looking for a side hustle, you're in the wrong place. But if you're someone that wants to do the work that God created you to do, I need you to get this. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to do the work God created you to do. Those of you that work a nine to five and you love it and you're doing that work that makes you feel fulfilled and have meaning, it's in alignment with your purpose. I guarantee that. But much of what I'm going to talk about is in alignment with entrepreneurship. Okay. So I don't want you to think if you're not an entrepreneur, this doesn't pertain to you because it does. Sorry, my allergies are itching. Those of you that are here with me live, you see me scratching my eyes. My allergies are acting crazy. Okay. So, number one, the, in the steps to dominating your lane, again, to dwell in the one thing, one place, one arena God created you to dwell in. Number one, you've got to operate under God's anointing. Now, the word anointing is a word we hear so much in church, but do we really know what anointing means? So y'all know me well enough to know that I looked up the definition, right? So anointing had quite a few definitions. The first one said to pour out on, a put on, or smear on. And that's why we anoint people with oil. Now you've heard people, you know, blessing oil and anointing people with oil in church. I'm sure you heard of that. But here's another definition, to choose by or as if by divine election. So God elected you. He chose you. Even Jesus said in Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. Now, the thing that's so deep. So <clears throat> I looked up this Bible verse in my spirit filled Bible. So in the notes, now you guys know if you've, if you've ever studied the Bible, you've been in church and they've talked about this, that Jesus, his birth was prophesied in the Old Testament in Isaiah to be exact. <clears throat> okay. So Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in Luke 4, 18 is boldly claiming to be the promised Messiah. He's saying, I'm the one that was promised that was coming. Again, anointing means to be chosen by or as if by divine election. So he was chosen to come down to earth for a specific work, just like you and I have been. So you've got to really think about this. Are you, are, are you boldly standing in the dominion that God crafted and created you to do in this world? See, the anointing is what gave Samson his unremarkable strength. It's what gave David the, the, the courage and the skill to not only fight Goliath, but to win, hello. It's what gave Joseph the ability to interpret dreams. I can go on and on. All of that, again, anointing means to choose by or as if by divine election. Your birth was a divine election. Mm -hmm. And so what you've got to understand is God selects, but we've got to submit to his selection for our life. So here's that submit word. I've said this in another series and some of y'all don't like this word. I don't either. As a strong black woman, right? 
as Beyonce song, uh, the Destiny's Child song, I can pay my bills, can't pay my telephone bill. Say, I didn't need a man to do any of that because I grew up in a time where submitting didn't feel good because my mother's generation learned that they needed a man that they had to rely on a man. My generation learned to do things without having to rely on someone else. The only person I need to rely on is God. And so I need you to understand that submission word to, for some of us is hard to gather. So I need you to understand sub, so I broke it down sub. So submission is two words. Submit is really submission, okay? Sub means under, beneath, below. That's what a submarine is, it goes under the water. Mission, it means a specific task with which a person or group is charged. So when you're submitting to God, you're getting under God's mission. Again, mission means a specific task with which a person or group is charged. You have a specific task. That's the lane you were created to have dominion in. That's the thing God anointed and appointed you to do. Okay. So you've got to get under God's anointing. You've got to get under his mission. You've got to get in alignment with who God has created you to, to be. To do that, you've got to do number two. You've got to be clear. I think so many people walk around and think, oh, I see other people starting businesses. I'm going to do that. No. You don't do it because you see other people doing it. Is it in alignment with who you be? Okay. So clarity is about, this is a quote, clarity is the moment we begin to see without opening our eyes. Clarity is a moment we begin to see without opening our eyes. That's from by Stephanie Banks. So think about what that means. I don't need to open my eyes and clear to my purpose. My purpose has always been inside of me. I've always been since I was born. Number one, my friends call me bossy. Okay, yeah, I'm a CEO. Hello, bossy. I used to get my name on the board every day in class. I went to Catholic school, private school, and then I went to Catholic school. My name would be on the, on the board every day. I got a, a SWAT every day in elementary school. Guess why? For talking too much. <laughs> what I do for a living, I talk. <laughs> the third thing is I've always been a natural producer. But can I tell you, I overlooked all those things. And for many of you, you overlook the things that come easy and effortless for you because you say things like, oh, this thing, oh, everybody can do this. There are other people that do what you do, but nobody does it like you. So you've got to stop and get clear. The other thing that happens is things have happened to you in your life that have made you second guess your brilliance. Maybe it was a boss that didn't appreciate you. Maybe it was someone that 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 molested you or attacked you or did something that made you second guess who you are in the first place. Someone that violated you. That's the word I was trying to find. And so what happens is when that violation occurs, it shifts who you see yourself to be. God doesn't shift. Just because things people do to you or say to you doesn't shift who God believes or what God believes about you doesn't shift it. But you've got to be clear, despite all the other things that could try to dissipate who you be, you've got to be clear in who you be. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 29, 18 says, without vision, people perish. And that's because if you don't know where you're going, how do you get where you're going? How do you get there? So I'm going to give you three reasons, by the way, that clarity around your purpose is important. So number one is it gives you direction, which again is where that Bible verse came from. Proverbs 29, 18, without vision, people perish. Because if you don't have direction, how do you know where you're going? So you've got to be clear because that then gives you the exact destination you're headed to. It also gives the destination of the people you're working with. People aren't just paying you because you're brilliant. I wish it was that easy. It's not. You've got to be able to speak to a predictable result, which is in alignment with the destination, not what you do. People don't care what you do. Most people will be overwhelmed about all this stuff. You're going to say, we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. You get excited about that. But the person that's hiring you wants to know, where am I going to get? What's the def destination? What's the results? But without the vision and you knowing and being able to clearly articulate it, how can you clearly articulate it to anybody else? And you're saying things like, I'm going to help you maximize your potential. The vague is not helping anybody. So you've got to be clear in where you're headed. It gives you direction. Clarity does, right? Because when you're clear, you can formulate a plan. When you're clear, you can, you can see the exact steps to get there. When you're clear, you know where you're going to end up. So what do I mean by that? If I say to you, meet me for lunch, and I say, okay, girl, 12. All right, see you there. 
and I don't give you any address. I don't tell you the name of the restaurant. How do you get there? Even if I'm trying to aim at a target market, and you guys know, especially those of you that have been around me, you know, I usually show a target on the screen. When you're aiming at a target, you're, you're aiming at that middle ring. So if I'm not aiming at the middle, then guess what? I'm usually not going to hit the target at all. Again, clarity gives you direction. It gives you focus. Now, here's a third example I want to give you around clarity and direction. How many times have you been behind somebody <laughs> driving and you can tell they don't know where the heck they're going? They're lost or they're looking down on their, their GPS on their phone or that's because they don't they don't have direction. So without vision, without direction and God will give you a vision. Like I remember in 1993 when God gave me vision, I didn't stop long enough to see what tools I needed to get there. It took me 17 years to hire a coach, way too long. So I'm passionate about what I teach you guys because there's so many tools you already have, but then there's tools you do not have. They're going to get you to that vision, to that destination, to that final stop that you can see. But all the stuff in the middle, God didn't tell you any of that. So you've got to devise a plan. And if you don't have the tools to get there, you will never make it. The second reason vision is important is it eliminates distractions. Listen, when things come and they're not in alignment with your purpose, you have no business doing it. When people call you to hire you just because you can doesn't mean you should. If it's not in alignment with you, what you know God has called you to be, but if you're not clear, then you won't know. You know, the thing that I think is interesting is Warren Buffett. I have to read this because I want to say it right. Now, you guys know that he's one of the best investors in the world. They call him that, right? Well, one of the main reasons why he's so great at investing is he has this ability to, to, he has this ability to disconnect himself from the rest of the world and stick to his investing decisions. You know, where many of us say, well, you know, I think I should invest in Apple. And then, then somebody might say, no, 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 you should do Microsoft. Oh, should I? He, he doesn't get distracted. He's clear. And when you're clear, then you will not be distracted. You know, there's a difference between being interested and committed. See, interested means that you do only what's convenient. If it's easy, I'll do it. When you're committed, it's no matter what. I don't care how hard it gets. I don't care how long it takes. I am not moving. I'm going to get to my destination. You need to be committed to your purpose, not interested in it. And so the distractions, when you're interested, easily distract you. It's like, you know, the blingy, um, what's it they call it? The, the blingy object, object syndrome where someone will show you a, a blingy object. And you're like, oh, that's pretty. I'm going to go over there. <laughs> when you're clear on your purpose, you will not move. Because you know, like you know, this is where you're meant to be. The third reason that your, your purpose is, is, well, let me say this before I say the third reason. When your vision becomes clear and you're not distracted, this is where your decisions now will become clear. This is where your values become clear. I think so many people overlook understanding what their values are when you're looking at purpose work because your values really help you understand who you are and who you are not, what you will do and what you will not do when you're clear, again, on who you are and how you're wired. The other thing is it helps you become clear on who you are called to serve because you're not everybody's answer. And so many people get distracted because they think you're leaving money on the table. You're not. Those people that you're serving that you have no business serving get in the way of you serving the people you are called to serve. Called, created, anointed, and appointed to serve. <laughs> so again, so there are three reasons or three things you've got to do to dominate in your lane. Okay, so let me review real quick. Three steps, rather. Number one is operating under God's anointing. Number two is you got to be clear. And I'm giving you three reasons why clarity is important. Number one, clarity gives you direction. Number two, clarity eliminates all distractions. And then number three, clarity makes you proactive rather than reactive. I see so many people that start businesses that aren't generating revenue. So they start being reactive. and go, Oh, well, I, I need to do something. And so they're trying to drum up something to make money. No, 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 no. See, when you're clear what your purpose is, then and you get clear on the strategy you need, which happens with clarity, y'all. Then, then you can start, again, strategy is being proactive. Reactive is you doing stuff because stuff isn't working. 
See, but when you have strategy, listen, strategy is not 100% going to always work. But when you have strategy and it's not working, you already know what to do next because it's a well thought out plan. So if I give you an example, when COVID happened in 2020, I used to speak at live events and a live event coming up. Well, instead of me being reactive to COVID, I started thinking, okay, so this is now March. My event is not until October. First, I was going to cancel it. And God said, nope, you're not going to cancel it. I said, okay. And then God hushed. Here's another word. So do you know what I had to do? I had to remember who I am. My undergraduate degree is TV and film. And I said to myself, okay, I know exactly what to do. I need to make this a virtual event. This is before other people were talking about virtual events. I need to make this like a TV show. So I started calling local TV stations. I started calling local TV stations. All I had to do was find one. And I only found one that would be willing to produce it. I'm sharing all that with you because when I got on the phone with the producer of that TV station, which was 10 minutes from my house in Boston, when I lived in Boston, I now live in the DC area. When I got on the phone with that TV station, he said, how did you know to call me? I stopped and remembered who I was. See, I'm clear on what my purpose is. And I'm clear that as a purpose producer, my gift is producing programming. Hello, I used to produce TV shows. It's the same. So I took my eight years of the entertainment industry experience. What's that Bible verse say? All things work together for the good. And I called all the local stations around me because it was COVID. And I was like, let me see what I could find 15 to 20 minutes from my house. This station ended up being around the corner from my house. And when I called that producer, I said to him and I asked him questions based on my production background. He was like, God, this is, how do you, how do you know all this? And I'm going to tell you, that first event, I was blown away at how God showed up and showed out on a virtual event. I'm only sharing this with you because I was proactive. I didn't wait till September. In March, I started praying and God said, nope, you can't cancel them. Pop, pop. I said, let me be clear on who I am. And I said, okay, Nicole, TV film, what would you do? And I started immediately. Now, I also called some other places to produce. It took me a minute to find the producer partner. But when I found that person, I was able to go back into my brilliance and position it to have a virtual event again before other people started teaching, before other people started having one or other people started talking about having one. I'm only sharing that with you because you've got to take the time when you're not clear. Then number one, you don't have direction. Number two, you, you are easily distracted. And number three, you can't be proactive. I was proactive. I hadn't even started selling tickets yet. But when I was able to then talk about that, this was not going to be another Zoom meeting. Now, mind you, I started this in March, April. I made the partnership in May. I started selling tickets in July. The event was October. So in July, I could say, this is not going to be another Zoom. This is going to be a produced production. It made my event stand out from everybody else. I need y'all to get this. So between that moment and today, I've done uh, one, two, five, it might be six, virtual events. And again, it was because I was willing to be proactive, that my business didn't stop because of COVID. See, when you get clear on your purpose, your purpose is the one thing that never gets canceled and never gets alleviated. But when you don't stop long enough to get clear, are we going to dig into this more and more? How do you dominate in something that you're not clear on? How do you, again, dominate means to have a commanding or preeminent place or position. So if I'm a football player in a football field and I don't know what position I'm playing, I don't know if I'm the quarterback, I don't know if I'm a tight end, I don't know, I'm just on the field playing. Then what's going to happen is when the quarterback throws the ball and I don't know who's supposed to be catching it because I don't know what position I play, I'm going to run into probably the person that's supposed to be catching it. Y'all with me? It's so important that you are clear on the lane because when I'm clear as a football player that I am playing this position and I know the play and the ball doesn't come into my arena, I'm not trying to catch it because that's for somebody else to catch. Same thing happens in your business when you're clear and, and people are coming to you. Like I remember someone came to me and asked me what I speak on um, fundraising for a nonprofit and even and I said, no. Now, technically my master's degree, my expertise is nonprofit management. But God began to show me how I use that to actually help entrepreneurs build wealth in their business because I do it from a social work perspective of teaching you how to meet your clients where they are, which is not a business skill. So it makes me different. And when that person asked me to teach it, I said, mm -mm. 
She's and mind you, this was a woman that was a host of an event and I had given her some nonprofit advice, but it wasn't from a client perspective. It was from a speaking perspective. So when she called me back to say, will you speak on this nonprofit panel? I said, no, because it's irresponsible to my purpose and to your attendees, because if I'm not going to help them continue the work, why would I spend 20 minutes on a panel and then not be able to offer a way to coach them? Clear. Can I do it? Yes. Should I? No, not called to do that. God used that to help me learn how to put producing and program development together, which is my purpose. Do I work with nonprofits sometimes, but not my calling? Matter of fact, I worked with a nonprofit executive to help her develop for-profit programs. <laughs> and I told her to think outside the box and stop limiting God's ability to bless her and use her. And for many of you, you're not clear on how to use your gift. And so therefore you stay in a small box. God didn't intend for you to stay in that small box. And I told you there's three reasons to definitely, three steps, I keep saying reasons, three steps to dominate in your lane. I'm gonna share the second step in part two. And the reason I do this as a two-parter is because I really want you to stop and think about where are you in this journey? Are you clear? Are you operating in your anointing? Let me tell you something, when, you, when I realized what my anointing was, baby, I'm so fired now. Some days, I, I listen, I never feel like I'm working. I get up excited to come in my office most mornings. I'm like rushing to work out so I can get in my office because I love what I do, which I believe is God's intention for all of us. If we're gonna live abundantly, that's not just abundantly in our pocketbook, that's abundantly in spirit, that's abundantly in our mentality, that's abundant in our relationships, that's abundant in our health, that's abundant in every aspect of our life. So if you're going to dominate in your lane and create the foundation that's going to make your business profitable, you've got to get these two. Oh, and I got a third one for you. So you know that we do our third one tomorrow morning in our uh, clubhouse, fppbreakfast.com. So this is my invitation for you to join me. fppbreakfast.com, 8.30 a.m. EST tomorrow morning. I will come and pour number three in you. And, and let me say, I mean, number three. Yeah, step number three in part two of this conversation. See, most people procrastinate. They never, ever get to the purpose, the dominion, the domination that God created for you. And they procrastinate because they can't figure out because it seems so hard. It's not hard. But it will take work. It's not going to come just because you want it. The question is, will you do the work to understand your anointing? Which means you got to spend some time with God which means you've got to get clear on when God drops stuff in your spirit, you got to then go study it. We're going to stop here and take a quick commercial break and we'll be back for more. Can I have a real conversation with you? I'm sure you have already realized that the purpose to profit business space is flooded with courses and coaches and all kinds of hype all promising to help you get results, but ultimately only adding to your overwhelm and frustration. Now, can I tell you there are three main reasons business owners and people who want to start a business alongside their nine to five, that they struggle to create a business that aligns their purpose with being able to generate massive income with impact. And they are, number one, having unclear messaging. Number two, work and or tech overwhelm. Or number three, lack of a solid strategy. Do any of those three sound familiar? Now listen, I've heard these three struggles and pains in my experience serving and talking with amazing people worldwide. But can I tell you that these are only symptoms of a much more significant issue the real problem is a lack of a clear point A to point B system that's easy to follow. And that's why I'm gifting you with my free BMA Roadmap template. You can download yours by going to bmaroadmap.com. Now listen, this is a clear roadmap that's been proven to help people just like you discover your purpose and create a business out of it. So you can fulfill, sell, and manage everywhere that you'll serve your clients and plus have the freedom of a business that both works for you and does it while you're not present. And ultimately, it allows you to not just gain for your own pocketbook, but that you ultimately gain for God in no time flat. So if you're struggling with any of these issues, I'm gonna give you some clear, proven, and easy to implement steps that you can start right away. Ready? Get the insider secrets and download my free gift to you by going to BMA Roadmap 
www.thelanegod.com. So the key to understanding, getting in alignment, and dominating in the land God created you to dwell in is knowing who you are at your core and how you relate to all those that need you and then serving the world only in alignment with that. So really, this series has as its goal to demystify any unclarity that ultimately will have an impact on your ability to have the success that God created and really intended for you. And because when you're not clear, that means you're unclear. You have unclear messaging, you have unfocused product offerings or ways you're serving in your business. And really your business isn't speaking to predictable result, which means you will not, or you will get lost, I should say. And let's see if people that do what you do. That's why all of this is important. So in part one, I started sharing with you the three steps to dominate in your lane. So step number one is operating under God's anointing. Reminder, anoint means to choose by or as if by divine election. So your birth was divine election. And to operate in God's anointing, you've got to get clear and get under God's mission for your life and then take dominion. But if you're going to operate in it, you've got to do number two, you've got to be clear. Now, I read a quote around clear last night. I have another quote here in part two. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. That's Helen Keller. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Many of you, God has shown you who you should be and given you maybe vision or some kind of revelation, but then you have no vision. You have no activation around it. So it's one thing to be anointed, but being clear on how to operate in it is something altogether different. And I walked you through the three reasons clarity is important. Again, in part one, number one, clarity gives you direction where you want to go. Number two, clarity eliminates all distractions. Every other option that's not in alignment with where God's created and crafted you to serve should be off the table. Number three, clarity makes you proactive rather than being reactive. Because when you're operating under your anointing, you are clear on your destination. And I believe I use this example in part one. You know, it's like going to use your GPS and you have no place to put in it, how's it going to give you direction if you don't even know where you're going? So how will you ever create a plan that will allow you to bring forth the harvest around your purpose? So you've got to be clear. See, most people procrastinate (laughs) or fail to achieve extraordinary results in life because they don't know what to do and they don't know where they're going. So this is where step three, after you get clear, and obviously clarity is the most important part. And clarity is like the meat in between the two bread pieces of this three step. So remember step one is, is operating in God's anointing. Number two is to be clear. Clear is like the meat. You don't eat meat, think of it as tofu. <laughs> but then once you're clear, you've got to be concise. Now listen, concise means marked by brevity of expression or statement, free from all elaboration and unnecessary detail. There's so many people that go on and on and on and on and on about what they do too much. If you can't say it in a concise one sentence, quick statement, too much. Colossians 4, 6 says this, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Deep, right? Now, the thing I love, it says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. So to break this down further, there is a whole section in Matthew that talks about us being the salt of the earth. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You're the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It isn't good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under foot by men. Let me stop there. That's just verse 13. So if you're the salt of the world and you lose your flavor, meaning you don't know your purpose, meaning you can't speak to it concisely. Look, salt is not pepper, nor should you use salt like pepper. And even if you don't know how to cook, I'm sure you can imagine what would happen if you put pepper on something instead of salt. And if some of you put too much salt in, you've got to be concise. So again, going, continuing here, Matthew 14 says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Many of you, because you're not clear, you're not allowing yourself to be seen. 15 says, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. 
So when I talk about dominating in your lane, if we look at it from this perspective, it gives light to all that are in the house. Listen, everybody can't fit inside of your house. So when you're concise and clear, you understand a few things. But before I go into that, let me read the last verse here with you guys. Those of you that are here with me all the time, you hear me say this verse all the time. 16, Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men and women that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So salt, that is a flavor enhancing agent to food. So pretty much God is calling us to have our own unique flavor. Hello. <laughs> and so that's really dominating. So no matter where I meet people who want to start or, or they want to grow their business and may have been in business for years, it's hard for people to clearly be able to understand their, their unique flavor, which means it's also hard for you to articulate two things. Number one, the destination. Now I'm not talking about your destination. We talked about that and I, when I talked about you being clear. But as they say on the airplane, you must put on your air mask first before helping others. So you got to be clear first for you. And then here, I'm talking about the destination that you get people to, because ultimately people don't care what you're going to do. They want to know where will I get or what will I get? That is why when I work with my clients, I work with them to create what I call a brilliance result statement so that you can clearly articulate the end destination when someone hires you. And ultimately you can't even do that if you don't do number two, or if you don't know number two, your niche. Many do not identify their niche, which is the basis to create a strategy to dominate in your lane and really to dominate in your industry. So what's a niche? A niche is a specialized or focused area of a broader market that businesses serve in that also differentiates them from everybody else. And we hear that word niche all the time, but I looked up that definition because I really want you to get this because I'm getting ready to walk you through the five reasons a niche is a secret ingredient to dominating in your lane. And so many people try to be general, generalists and are afraid they're leaving people out or they want to talk about, I'm a business coach and I serve everyone. No, you don't. So number one, a niche helps you establish your brand. So when you're creating a niche, it allows your business, your business is actually, I should say, USP, unique serving position. And really your purpose has a unique serving position in a USP and allows it to be seen and heard and valued by the select group of people who need you, who, matter of fact, got assigned to you. See, when you have your flavor, come on, Salt, back into this conversation. I need you to understand there are a group of people that are going to love you. Like some people think I'm too much. I get that. That just means that my salt, my flavor is not a good fit for you. But some people think, oh, I love Nicole. Oh, she's funny. That's because I'm aligned and assigned to you. I need you to understand that. And the same way I'm saying that about myself is the same thing that is true for you. See, finding a niche, it really helps you. Uh, you know, you've heard the expression, jack of all trades, master of none. That's why you need to actually find your niche. And you, if you've been around me, you've heard me talk about the power of one. And even when God dropped that phrase in my spirit, it was, let me tell you what God dropped in my spirit. <clears throat> he kept dropping James Brown in my spirit. And, you know, James Brown used to always say, start on the one. That's all he said, start on the one. And I was like, God, I can't say start on the one. But then God began to show me it was the power of one is what he was trying to show me. And so many people try to be everything to everyone, which means they're nothing to no one. Number two, it minimizes competition. See, when you have a niche, you automatically differentiate yourself from people that may be doing similar work in a mass market. So you don't have to compete with big names and, 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 and people that do what you do because there's a flavor to you that only you have. See, a solid niche helps ensure that the specific people that are assigned to you will want to work with you and can find you instead of the competition. See, when you do things just like somebody else is already doing it, listen, they're already doing that. So then that means that you're not necessary. See, a niche allows your ideal client to identify the way you serve as the exact thing that they need. So then that moves us to number three, it reduces marketing costs. So if you know your precise group that you're talking to, you can cut down on all the advertising and promotional costs you do because you won't be trying to reach everybody. Your niche and you're marking around it is what I would call relationship building. Now we all know that when we were dating and some of us are still dating, not me, but some of us are, you know, you have a type. 
Now, there's nothing different with people are searching for a coach or a consultant or whatever it is that you do that they're looking to serve them. And I moved to the DMV area last year and I'm meeting doctors. I'm either like, mm, I love her. I'm like, yeah, no, never come back here. It's dating, y'all. And so when you realize that that's what's happening, you stop trying to date everybody. And you reduce your marketing costs because you're clear and concise. You with me? That's what a niche, a niche does. Number four, it allows you to be the authority or subject matter expert. See, by defini defining your niche, you establish yourself in that one lane as a thought leader rather than trying to have this generic conversation. And again, that helps you stand out. And then number five, a niche increases your ability to profit. Because once you have number one, you minimize, uh, excuse me, number one is uh, it helps you, your brand stand out. <laughs> number two, it minimizes competition because again, you're showing what's different and you're really showing your flavor. You don't have to show what's different. When you are the flavor that is you, it's like, I, it's like a magnet, y'all. There are people, again, I believe there are people assigned to you. Matter of fact, I was preaching at a church in 2018 and this came out of my mouth before I could stop it because I would have probably never said it. So I know it's God. I said, some of you know, knew before I was in this, in this pulpit that you were assigned to me because something about me was resonating with you. And that's not me. That's the flavor that's in me. But when I get clear on it, when I operate under God's anointing and I submit to it, and then I get concise with it, it differentiates everything, which means you, it increases your ability to profit. Now, you guys know if you've been around me, profit means to gain. So when you are gaining, you're actually gaining for God because you're doing the thing that God created you to do. So let me, let me say this. 1 Corinthians 14, 9 says, so it is with you. Unless you speak intelligible words with your tongue, how will anyone know what you're saying? You will just be speaking into the air. <laughs> See, that's why God wants you to dominate. He doesn't want you to speak in the air. He wants you to be clear and uncompromising in who he's created you to be. Again, dominate means to have a commanding or preeminent place or position. And when you are in the lane defined for you and you're dominating in it, you know who you are and what you're called to do. You know your values. And some people overlook their values. But when you know your values, you know who you are and who you are not. You know what's in alignment with you and what is not. You know who you're called to serve. And this is how you're fruitful. And by the way, fruitful means producing good results. Not for you, but for all those that need you. So let me start to close with this. Since I started talking about salt a few minutes ago, I looked this up even further and listen, in Leviticus, the law teaches that the free will offering of people came with salt. Now salt was always part of free will offerings as a representation of a covenant, a promise. So aside from that, salt was a symbol of, again, a covenant. This mineral was often an important part of the offering because it was an expensive and highly valued mineral. We don't realize salt was that. It was expensive and highly valued back then. So historically, salt was hard to come by. You couldn't simply go to the store and buy it. And I want you to get this. God is calling us to be salt of the earth. God uses the valuable to signify his promises. So you're God's valuable commodity. That is why he gave you DNA, distinct natural ability, and a specific lane on your own to operate in. That's why you've got to get clear and you've got to start to operate under the anointing and get concise. So listen, let me end with the words of Shig Avery from The Color Purple when she says, I think it pisses God off when you walk by the color purple in the field and don't notice it. Well, in the same vein, how do you think God feels when you walk past or overlook or don't acknowledge the DNA, again, DNA's distinct natural ability, that he placed inside of you at birth? How do you think God feels when you don't acknowledge it or you're not operating in it, let alone dominating in the lane he created and crafted you to dwell in? So we want to hear from you, whether you are stuck in this, whether you need support with this. And so all you've got to do is raise your hands and we'll bring you up. In the meantime, let's hear from Yolanda. Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning. My name is Yolanda Churchwell. I help women entrepreneurs create back-end solutions so they can take the hassle out of their hustle so they can make more money and have more free time. Um, I just want to start with Psalm 139. Um, 14, it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well see that part people don't know that last part everybody know you fearfully and wonderfully made but it says my soul knows that very well you you have to know that down in your soul so what you have to understand is that and i'm, I'm not even gonna try to rewrite this i'm gonna read it exactly how it's written in my um Woman, thou art loose Bible, because this Bible I will never let go. It's T.D. Jake says, God has put us together in a way that cannot and should not be replicated. He chose every aspect of our personalities, crafted every gift and talent he bestowed on us, and gave special thought to each one of our features and traits. We were handmade by him in our mother's womb. He custom designed us to fit a specific role in his sovereign plan for the ages. Think about that for a minute. That says not only did he take his time, did he know exactly what he wanted us to do, but he knew who he wanted us to do it for. He knew how he wanted us to move. God know everything about us. So if you get, if you answer his call and you do the things that Nicole said first, operate in God's anointing. You got to be in tune with him. You cannot get clear. You cannot get concise until first you submit to the plan that he has for your life. Okay. And so it's important when you said, Nicole, today to be concise, um, not to have too many details. How many of us know you've been in a relationship, you have a child, when the details you at work, the details get too good, it's a lie. When you have to fill things up with details or you have, are confused and so you're trying to figure it out as you talk, that means you're not, you're not clear, you're not concise. And the last thing you want to do is lie to yourself. The world going to tell all kinds of lies to, it, to us. The world going to try to trick us into believing stuff that we know is not true. But it's important to us to be honest with ourselves, because at the end of the day, any conversation that you having with yourself, you having with God, because I don't know about you, but he lives within me and I refuse to lie to him or to myself. So as long as you walking in the truth that God gave you, can't nobody and nothing take that from you. So once you get clear and operating your truth, then you will begin to be connected and concise and i've been watching this sermon this morning and it's so crazy how i always watch something on tuesday morning that lines up with what we get ready to talk about and it's sarah jakes roberts and it says her her topic is don't settle for safe and she's talking about um obadiah and elijah out of let me just double check first kings chapter 18 but she said obadiah was on his way as in obadiah's way see sometimes we get in our way we get to walking on our path, but we're not following God's path. But the good thing about the God we serve is that if you stay connected to him, if you stay in submission, you can have a suddenly moment. See, Elijah showed up suddenly and helped Obadiah get back on track. See, we have to make sure that we are operating in God's ways. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. His ways are higher than our ways. As long as we're trying to do it our way, we're never going to be able to be successful because we can we're, we're like a player on the field. We can only see what we can see from our vantage point. God is that blimp up in the sky. Not only can he see the whole field, but he can see six, seven, eight plays ahead. It's the difference between playing chess and playing checkers. So I say all of that today to say, take some time with God. Okay. No matter what else you're doing, stop. Get clear with God first. Once you get clear, you get connected with God. Then he will help you to get clear and concise. He will provide you what you need, whether that's a coach, whether that's some confirmation. No matter what it is, he will provide it. But you need to be clear and concise with him first. And then he'll provide you with the clarity and the conciseness that you need to operate in your gift. So good, so good. So, you know, what's interesting is as Yolanda was sharing, you know, what was coming to me is the time in my own business when I wasn't clear. 
Now, what happens, and I don't know about you all, but I'm going to tell you, when, what happened when God dropped this, this thing that I do now in my spirit, and I call it a thing, because again, if you've never heard my story, this was 1993, I had never heard of a coach, okay? So when God dropped this thing in my spirit, and I was working in entertainment, and I loved my job, and I was like, uh, uh, what you mean, Lord? Now, I felt like something was missing, but if I'm going to be completely transparent with you, I thought maybe it's time for a promotion, maybe it's time for me to shift my job in entertainment, I didn't think I was leaving altogether. So when I started my business cut to God dropped this thing in my spirit and I started it, what I didn't do, I was clear I was under God's anointing. I was submitting. But submission also takes time for you to listen to direction. God is going to order your steps, but he won't order if you keep moving and don't ask for the order. It's like me going to McDonald's and I sit in the drive-thru and I never place my order. I just sit in the, in, in the drive-thru and people honking at me because I haven't placed my order. I'm just sitting there, just, just clogging up the drive-thru window. And I'm not saying a word. For many of you, you haven't even asked. And then even with that, after God gives you the direction, how you begin to operate under his anointing means you've got to actually grow in that arena. So for me, I spent hour upon hour in the library. And yeah, that's how long ago it was. There was no internet. Don't judge me. It was the library. <laughs> the library knew me by first name, okay? <laughs> But I went and I studied and I studied and I studied so I could get clear on what is this thing. But even after I submitted to it and I got clear on my purpose is that I am a purpose producer. I would have never said it then like that. I still didn't have the strategy around it and I couldn't speak to it concisely. So for 17 years, I failed in my business, 17 years. I want you to know that I'm not somebody who's just teaching. I'm somebody that actually lived the things I'm teaching. So in order for me now to have the dominion and the difference in who I be and people are like, oh, something different about you, Nicole. Yeah, you know what's different? I'm clear and I'm concise and I'm fully operating under God's anointing, submitting daily because God makes, you know, listen, God doesn't change his mind, but he expands your territory sometimes daily. You know, even as you are here with us, Yolanda, and, and remembering your journey a couple of years ago when we started working together. And, oh, she was already operating under God's anointing. But even those of you that knew Yolanda before and even your friends that knew you before are like, there's something different. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to let her share about that. What happens, y'all, when you start to do these three things, you operate in your anointing, you get clear and concise, all of a sudden there's a power surge that comes through you. It's already there, but it makes the difference between me plugging in my phone at night and me losing the charge. You lose your charge if you don't plug in and power up. So Yolanda, what was that process like for you getting clear and really understanding the lane that God created you to dwell in? Well, first of all, I didn't even know that I needed to get clear. I thought that I was clear and that's where you have to pray. You have to stay in prayer because there's a certain amount of pride that comes about when you think that you know something. But the key is you don't know what you don't know. But I will say I'm smart enough that I might fight it a little bit. But if it make a little bit of sense, I do kind of look at stuff. And so I didn't I didn't know I wasn't clear. And the first time Nicole told me I wasn't clear, I just kind of got funky. Like, what you mean I ain't clear? Like, Jesus gave this to me in a dream. How you going to tell me I'm not clear? But what I didn't realize is Jesus gave me the first part and then he sent me because see what God will do. This is what we mean by you got to operate in your gift. If Nicole wasn't operating in her gift, then I wouldn't be able to grow in my gift. And then I wouldn't be able to help the next person grow in their gift. See, I was waiting on Nicole to do what she was supposed to do because God had given her direction. It's just like when I'm in the store and I, I it's somebody behind me and I want to pay for their stuff. And they say, oh, no, 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 no. And I say, no, no, don't do that. Because God put that on my heart to do that. And if I'm obedient, then he going to bless me. Right now, you getting in the way of the blessing he got for me because you won't let me do what he's told me to do for you. See, we can't get in the way of what God has for other people because we too scared or unclear about what we supposed to do. And I'm sorry, you asked me to tell about not being clear, but that's where God took me for the moment. But <laughs> That's all right. Look, you got passionate because you know what it feels like in the shift. And I love that you said you didn't know you weren't clear. Neither did I, y'all. Because what happens, and tell me if I'm wrong, Yolanda, and this doesn't just because if Yolanda and I are in agreement doesn't mean it's for all of you. God gives you a vision and you run with it because you get excited. But again, God gives you the first part. He's not giving it all to you because he gives you free will. 
And then he wants you to activate. It's like he gives you a seed. And then he's not going to say, plant it and water it, and I'm going to come check on you tomorrow. And I'm like, Mm-mm. As you do the work, God shows up and says, Mm-mm, or yes, or he puts people in your path to say, Mm-mm, or, or yes to you. Yeah. And so what will happen is, see, God, God is like college. Okay. See, when you're in high school and you're in elementary school and elementary school, the teachers say, do your homework. Then the next day, the teachers say, okay, did you do your homework? You get, you find out you got a report that's due. So the teacher said, your report is due on Friday. Then on Wednesday, she said, your report is due on Friday. And then on Thursday, she said, don't forget your report is due tomorrow. See, that's, that's, that's not how God works. God works like college. In college, they give you a syllabus on day one. On day 30, the professor say, turn in your report. He ain't mentioned the report since the first day he gave you that syllabus. See, God is not here to check in with us. He's not here to remind us to do because, see, when you put him first, what, what does it say in Matthew? Seek ye first, put God first, and everything else will come according to it. See, when you got God first, that's the first thing on your mind. That's your to-do. You, you don't have to be reminded. You make the time for the things that are important. God should be important enough that everything he tells you to do, you get it. Now, don't get me wrong. We all be in valleys sometime. Um, and you got to be told a couple times you got to get on the remedial track. But that's the thing about the God we serve. He patient. But we are the reason. Your blessings sometimes are up there in the atmosphere. But because we're not doing what God told us to do, they don't have nowhere to land. So good. Listen, and, and here's the Bible verse she just said, Matthew 5, no, 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added to you. And I'm going to tell you, every time I saw God, and you guys have to understand that the way you saw God yesterday may not be the same way you see God tomorrow. I think we keep using old habits when God has a new arena for us to serve in. So if I use myself as an example, last year, <clears throat> was this last year? It may have been the end of 2020. God kept telling me to get my work done. I was like, what are you talking about, Lord? My work is done. And he kept saying, get your work done. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? I kept saying it. That's all he kept saying. Get your work done. What I didn't realize is that he was helping me get my stuff in order because I was moving. And I'm going to tell you, let me tell you, moving a whole house across country ain't easy. And I could see now all the things God was putting into place when he kept saying, get your work done. And I just kept working. I didn't know what he was talking about. I kept asking for direction. He was silent. But I said, okay, let me just finish working on this program I was working on. And again, I didn't know that God was getting ready to move me. And even with the move that God did, he literally shifted my entire way that I do business in the middle of it. So I had to get this done to shift in the middle of it. So I'm sharing that with you because I want you to understand that without clarity, you never get to the lane let alone dominate in it. If you never get clear on even your anointing, I got God might select you, but you've got to submit fully and completely to it. And it's not a one-time thing. It's an all-time thing. It's like being married. I didn't get married just January 7, 20, uh, 20, 20, 2007. I'm glad my husband ain't here that I'm stuttering on the year. <laughs> but being in a marriage is a commitment every day. The days that I love my husband and the days I don't like him because he's getting on my nerves, right? So in relationship to God, here's my question to you. Where are you in those three areas? I want you to, as we are listening in the, can you believe we only have two more months and this year will be over after this month? I'm just amazed that we're in October. So if you are stuck in this, then I want to encourage you to continue this series because I'm going to break down. This is only week one. Oh, God started showing me all kinds of things. And when God shows me things, what's interesting, and I said this in part one, that years ago, I started to study because I needed it years ago. So I pulled out my notes. And what's interesting, I've grown so much since I did the first study. I added so many more notes to it. So you've got some good insight coming. I'm saying good because this insight is what helped me move my business forward back in 2010. So I look forward to continuing our conversation with you week two as we go into step two. And as we close out today, Yolanda, did you want to say something in closing? Yeah, I think it's time for me to drop them bars. So um, I've said this and I'm not going to be able to say it. I'm going to have to re fix it up. But what are you willing to do? Because this, this isn't about one step. It's, this is a long-term plan. What are you willing to do in 2022 so that you can be all you're supposed to be in 2023? So that you can have more in 2024 
and you can thrive by 2025. It starts today. So good, she dropped a bomb. So listen, if you know, like you know that I'm meant to be your coach, then listen, go to workwithnrj.com. NRJ is my initials, workwithnrj.com and find the path there that's right for you. And let's move you forward now, sooner, quicker, faster. Let's not wait until 2023. Let's get the process started now. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Faith Purpose Profit Podcast. Now I want you to walk away from these episodes with value. So I want you to write down the answers to one of these questions. Number one, what was your greatest takeaway? Number two, what will you do different as a result of what you heard? You may have heard something you've heard before, or you may have learned something new. Either way, don't take the insight that you got for granted. I want you to commit to doing one thing different as a result of what you heard. And then I want you to share it. Share your takeaways in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com and use the hashtag FPP podcast. Now, the last thing I want to ask you to do, if you got any value out of this episode is to share it with your community, post it on social media, tell people to join our conversation by going to fpppodcast.com. Now, until the next time, be extraordinary, be unapologetic, be bodaciously all that God created you to be as you connect your faith with purpose so that as you be the answer you were born to be in this world, God can give you the profit you deserve as a gift for a job well done.